Girl Clothing is so much more than clothing. We are a movement. We have collectively decided to stop seeing each other as competition and instead seeing each other as sisters because we believe that is why we are held back as a gender and we are tired of it. So we are coming together, sharing our stories, our experience, strength, and hope to know that we are not alone and to hear that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we are moving forward. It is 100% girl power. We know that if the women energy is not lifted up across this planet, we are doomed as a human race and we are here to change the game. So please help me welcome back our host, Tavra Lee. Listening to Girl Talk, we are here to have another great conversation with Avon and Mesqua. And listen, guys, you if you've listened to any of our shows before, you know that we're talking about the hard stuff. We are sharing stories that are real and vulnerable, and we're gonna talk about how we and these women have overcome really difficult things. And the stories are impactful. And I'm telling you that every single guest on Girl Talk is brave. I mean, they are girls. They are women who have overcome challenges in ways that people don't even really understand. And my thought is actually that we do understand. We just don't talk about it. Right. There is There are so many of us that face similar challenges, but we don't talk about it. So guess what we're going to do today? Talk about it. We're going to talk about <laughs> it because it's Girl Talk. Anyway, Yvonne, thank you for joining us on thank Girl Talk. Thank you for having me. Really glad to have you here. And, you know, I one of the notes that I wrote down about um, about your background is that you qualified for a weight loss show. Yes, I did. So, okay, so I, I have a note down here, too, at the weight and age you were at your heaviest. And I'm, I'm going to let you tell that part of the story. Okay. Um, but my favorite part of what I know about you is when you said thick thighs will never define us yes yes so when I was uh 24 I was at my heaviest I was reaching 300 pounds just from years and years of eating emotional eating anything you could think of I had done every single diet you could really think of and at that point it was just a breaking point and I signed up just sent an email and said you know told my story and (laughs) told my story and just Decided to see where it would take me. I got a call when I was at Disneyland one day. They wanted to talk to me. Went and talked further. And uh, and that's kind of when things changed for me. They had asked me to do a more personal interview, kind of like we are now, but with cameras. And talk about the... Like they wanted to hear your story. Yeah, they wanted to hear my story. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you what really in the middle of this really quickly... I watched a special on somebody that owns a weight loss show, and he talked about this juxtaposition that he's in, It really truly trying to help people, but knowing that you can't help everybody, and you're also producing a television show. So producing a television show has a certain set of requirements, and he talked about all the people that didn't make the show, and how hard that was for them, because really he wasn't meeting his mission, because TV and media mission don't often meet in the middle. Um, So he said they provide services to everybody that didn't make the show. So that's why I'm saying that, is because did you get offered services? No, I did not get offer services Mm. so the show I was um trying for was extreme weight loss uh and it was it was kind of devastating when I found out I wasn't uh did they tell you why no I actually found out via social media (laughs) 
I felt like I was being broken up with over oh social media. So, uh, it's, so it was extreme weight loss. So you, you applied. I applied. You I had an interview. I had an interview. I had a group interview. And then I had a second interview with cameras. And that was the most nerve wracking because there's a camera just staring you straight blank in the face. And then they grade you afterwards. So not only are you sitting here at the most vulnerable being overweight, oh. and then you find out that you're being graded of like how well you talked. Oh, that's a little <laughs> icky. It was terrible. So uh, everything changed for me when I found out I didn't make it. I was at my lowest point at that time because that's all. That's that. That's that's what I thought I had left. Like I thought that was it for me. I thought that would be the rest of my life. Was three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. You thought that the show was going to be the solution to the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when it wasn't, you must have felt hopeless. Yeah, hopeless. it was it was very hopeless. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I didn't believe in anything. Um, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in people that could help you or dieting. I dieted my whole life before that. I'm just a chronic dieter. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, So you felt like the option that you had in front of you when that wasn't an option anymore, you were... At- that was it. Yeah, yeah, That at that point, I just thought I'd be at 300, maybe more for the rest of my life at 24 years old. And during that time, in our interview that I had face-to-face um, with the producer, uh, I had made him one promise and one promise to myself, and that was to give up soda. And the next morning when I woke up, I weighed myself for the first time after giving up soda. And I had lost 10 pounds in a week. And then that's when I realized that I didn't need anybody else. They just needed me. And through all of that, it was about the emotional part of me, not just the the food. Yeah. And... It's still a struggle. It's a daily struggle. Uh, so talk but, to me about talk to me about your upbringing. Like how was how was food in in well, relation to how your family functioned when you were growing up? Oh yeah, we were um, like paycheck to paycheck family, and I had two older brothers, so I often ate a lot like they ate. And uh, so what they were eating, I was eating also. So if they you know had two hamburgers, I wanted two hamburgers. And so that's where a lot of it started. And then as it, as I got older, I was very athletic. I played softball most of my life, but um, the food habits just never changed for me. And it was always what diet will work, what, it, what will work. It didn't matter how I would do it, but what will work. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Atkins. I've done Jenny Craig. Um, I've done pharmaceuticals from a doctor prescribed medication appetite percent and was all of that before this yeah so by the time you were 24 years old you had pretty much tried every diet i had weight loss surgery also really all before the age of 24 yeah wow yeah that was uh weight loss surgery was my biggest regret definitely Mm -hmm. i did the lap band and you did the lap band i had many complications still i still have it today but it's fully expanded And I still have complications with it. Uh, It was one of my biggest regrets in life. I don't regret much, but that was it. 
And I wasn't even at my heaviest at the point. That's what blows my mind that I wasn't even at my heaviest. And here I am thinking that that's what I needed. I, I think I was like 17, 18 years old. And how, how did your family or your support system handle this? I, I mean, was being at an unhealthy weight normal amongst your family? So was this sort my of My mom was a little heavier. My dad was heavier, but he was also a bodybuilder. Um, that's just something he did for his sport, free time, really, just to get away. For his fitness? Yeah, his yeah. fitness. Uh, but I was really the only heavy child in the family. I don't know where or why that came about. Mm. Um, but most of my mom was overweight, but not ever to the extreme that I had ever been. And was there pressure from your family to be? I felt a lot of pressure yeah. from my mom. Yeah. And a couple years ago, after I had started losing weight, I had written her a letter of forgiveness to lift that off of me and to lift that off of her. That was never her fault or never her uh, her fault that I was overweight or her pressuring me to be over, you know, on a diet con consistently. Did you feel that she felt responsible? I Not that she felt responsible, but I feel, think she feels responsible for not ever getting it under control or taking... Um, or knowing how to help. Yeah. She didn't know. She didn't know. Should know. No one knew where it came from, but I mean, the more I think about it, the more I always did what my older brothers did. They're six and nine years older. And, you know, as an eight-year-old girl, you want to be like everybody older. Mm -hmm. And so you just get in those habits of eating what other people eat mm -hmm. in that time period. And your body's different. Yeah. And that's the thing is all of our bodies are different. And how we process food and, and where it goes and what it does to us is different. I mean, there are some general rules we, right. you know, we know now, right. you know, but even 10, 15 years ago, it was different than it is today. Right. And I would say that, you know, in, in your case, I mean, your metabolism, your body is going to process things very different than teenage boys. Absolutely. Um, of course, we can say that now, but yeah. Time, you know that. So, yeah. okay. So, talk to us about. I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think. So, when did you do the surgery? 17? I was 17. Yeah, summer before. Uh, so, your parents signed off while you were in high my school. My mom did. My dad had passed away when I was uh, 14. Okay. And then my mom had given me this idea that she had saw. We went to some seminar about it. It was it was new, pretty new at that time. The lap band surgery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, felt really inspired by it, felt really confident in the doctor. And uh, we did it probably within six months. I did it over summer vacation. And so did you lose weight that time? The only time I lost weight was the first month. But the first month was a liquid diet because <laughs> you could not eat solid foods. Yeah. And uh, I lost 30 pounds in a month, which is, you know, crazy not healthy and it's not healthy and I was only eating protein shakes really and water and whatever I could really get super liquidy there's no uh there's no like diet recommendations to change you know you can eat all they say you can eat all the same things you'll just feel fuller faster mm -hmm. and uh you can you know you can't drink while you're eating and you can't drink 
30 minutes before, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's yeah. just all this, you can do all the same things, but you're just going to feel fuller faster. And so after, so after you didn't get on the show and you made this promise to not, to stop drinking pop and you saw a change in a week. Yeah. Then what? Then I just started making slow changes. I started eating more fruits into my diet and then I bought a Zumba home DVD with mm. little Zumba shaker mm. weights mm -hmm. and I started doing that. And then once I got into the gym, it just became this fire that I just couldn't let go of ever. And it wasn't just the progress, but it was how I felt. I don't, I don't really care like what I weigh anymore. It's not, I still want to lose weight just to feel better, but it's not ever, oh, I want to look like that girl. Oh, I want, you know, that girl's body or I want to fit into this size or I want to be this way. Like it's just that mentality has just changed for me. And I think I'll always have thick thighs. <laughs> so that's why I just don't ever want it anyone to be defined by whatever their insecurity is you know um i love that so much i mean you you basically just concluded to me one of the most important things and that's that we we determine our worth yeah totally and you you develop self-confidence just from getting strong right and you've let go of what the appearance side of getting strong does to you because right. you just feel so damn good when you're strong yeah so here's what it looks like <laughs> right it's such an internal high yeah uh I could see why a lot of people get addicted to the gym yeah. and it's hard to explain to people who just don't understand it. But I think if they're given the right opportunity, the right time in their life, everyone can feel that same desire and that same, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know how to explain it's the confidence. it. It's the, it's, yeah. it's the feeling good about yourself just because you've done something that, that, you know, releases, sure, lots, right. of, lots of healthy chemicals into our body, but that you've accomplished something. Right. You know, it's, it's the same for me. You know, I'm, I'm 45, and I'm going to do a strongman competition in four weeks. That's and awesome. it might be a little crazy, because, I mean, how many women over the age of 40 start doing strongman? I mean, <laughs> very few. In fact, it's, I'll tell you a funny story, sort of sidetrack here. No problem. Um, my strongman coach, I said to him the other day, I said, who would have thought, like last year, when I walked into this gym and said, hey, I want to try strongman, and you just happened to be the guy, like, sweeping the floor, and I met you, and here we are. I said, I mean, how many times has that happened? He's like, never. I thought he would say, you know, it happens sometimes. He's like, no, never happens. Women over 40 don't walk into a gym and say, I want to do strongman. I'm right. like, oh, I mean, maybe that is unique. But it's not about any of that for me. It's how it makes me feel to try something new and exactly. just do it. Exactly. And I, I don't care if it's perfect, not perfect. I don't care what I look like. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But what I feel from it. And I think that what we're learning now, and you're seeing a lot more messages come out around fitness now about right. this is that everybody's what makes them happy and joyous and movement in any type is different 100% but there's so many different ways yeah. I mean look at you started with Zumba what do you do now I like to try many different things yeah. I did my first half marathon when I was on my 25th Whoa, birthday yeah and uh so I'm looking for my new adventure now strong man I have Maybe really been thinking about man. it I have <laughs> I just don't know where to start um, but well, I'm, you need to find a strongman gym or a gym that has strongman equipment. Okay. Because there's certain implements you want to play with. Or you can always come visit me in Denver and I'll oh, take I'd you love to Iron to. Warrior Gym. I would love to. I have family out there, so oh, hey, I would see, love to. It's done. Done yeah. deal. Now you're <laughs> um, but I, I just, I like to compete against myself. I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is proving to myself that I can do 
anything that you really try is what I enjoy. Um, and because I, I like to try new things and I like to learn a lot. Every gym, strongman, Highland Games, mm-hmm. running, parkour, whatever it is, they all they all train differently. But the one thing is they all train, and that's what I like the most about it. It's like you're working towards something. It's not just working towards a size, working towards a weight. Yeah, you're working towards, towards something. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, and I I commend you for speaking on this because it's your journey. I know I know has not been easy. No, it has not. And but yet here you sit with the biggest smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you are so positive, and you're strong. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. That uh, have you ha- have you read the book? I think it's called. Um, I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you something. Habit okay. something. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while we're sitting here talking. I'm gonna tell you the name of this book, and I'm gonna share a little story that he talks about in this book. And I'm gonna multitask. Okay. Here. I'm gonna talk and look up my book at the same time. <laughs> Atomic Habits. Okay. So I this, he in this you should listen to this book, and I'm gonna put a, I'll put a link into the show notes because I it's it's really good and it, it it's a lot of things about habits in life as a whole, all kinds, but he does a lot of um, sports references and athlete training references. And he talks about how when you want to make change in your life, anytime that we try to make like massive, immediate, fast change that's right. not fun or planned or measurable, it almost always fails. Right. And that's like, that's like a lap band surgery, right? 100%. That's like, yeah, that's when you see that massive, excessive, you know, jump off the cliff change, it's often really hard to maintain. Right. But he focuses on 1% change every day. Right. Like 1%. It's totally doable, right? Uh-huh. Like with, with within within reason, and they use a lot of different references about training. How right. some of the best athletes and sports teams are not those that are always like setting goals at the ten thousand foot level. They're setting a consistent goal every day, right? Every day, every day, right? And that's that's what you did. You started back. You started at the gym, right? And a little bit every day, and a little bit every day. A hundred percent. I even with eating, like you just. You know, for people that want to lose weight, it's about, I commit myself to trying to eat better every day. Not just, I make food for myself for the week, but it's not a meal plan. It's not No, you're prepping. You're preparing to be prepared. Yeah, I'm preparing to, I say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. fail. Yes. That's my hugest thing. Okay, he talks about that in the book. You you literally (laughs) just quoted the book already and you haven't even read it yet. But you you just quoted the book. That's, he talks about that all the time, for sure. Yeah, so I... And that was my thing with my, uh, I'm not a runner. I've never, never done it. I've done a 5K maybe once that in my life. That means you're running. Yeah. But I did a half marathon and I did it over a series of six months. Yeah. I trained for it. I had certain goals I had to reach every day. Did I run the fastest? No. But did I finish it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And that's all that really mattered to me. Yeah, that's amazing. So tell so tell me about like after you started the gym, like what happened? Where was the transition from that place to the place you are today? Like what took place? I, I don't even know. I I have exercise. Exercise happened. A lot of things happened. I'd start taking a circuit training class in my gym, my local gym. And that's where I started to learn about weights. And then I had that free consultation with a personal trainer and kind of showed me a small workout I could do. And, you know, I started just with body weight exercises because that's all I could do. I could barely walk to the gym without being out of breath. And as I got there, I progressed. I learned. I took a, 
a NASM course at my local college to learn more about training for myself uh, and just to figure out where, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm doing and mm-hmm. how can I do it better? How mm-hmm. can, how can I? It's the best. It literally is. the. Be- I, I, th- I th- think all the time about becoming like certified to teach powerlifting. Yeah. Not because I want to teach it, but because I just want to keep be getting better at it. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn so much and then you have the mirrors and like, oh, now I understand why there's tons of mirrors in the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I get it now. Yeah. It's not yeah. to show you like, oh, yeah. like. Look how big my arms are, but it's like, like, is my back straight? Okay, let's talk about the bros. I think about half the bros use the mirrors for that. Oh my gosh. This is a fact. That's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's a a great mirror. They're always great lighting. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll tell you, if you come to Iron Warrior Gym in Denver, there are no mirrors. Okay. But half half of the people have, like, half their clothes off. Like, guys lift without their shirts on, and it's really okay. It's really okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually a good day, and woo, it just got warm in here. I'm booking my flight. <laughs> I hope nobody from Iron Warrior Gym is listening to this podcast. But anyway, um, that just went sideways real fast. Um, back to the mirrors. Okay, so you did some personal training classes. Yeah. yeah. So I learned more about that and yeah. just how to work better in the gym and just be more efficient with my time in the gym. Cause yeah. You know, time is everything. Yeah. You could spend three hours in the gym, but you could do the and same thing effective. in an hour and a half. Right. It just depends on how well you're doing it. If you're doing it too much, too little, lifting too much, too little, you know, you know how it works. Yeah. 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 That's good. Well, I, I have to tell you that you are, you're inspiring and you're courageous. Thank you. So tell us, what are you doing now? Like, what's your job? What's your plans? Right now I'm a dental assistant. I'm going to school part time. I'm uh, pursuing a degree in uh business administration with an emphasis in accounting nice uh so i want to get into business and accounting and Very one good. day hope to open my own business of some sort i don't okay. know what but i'll figure it out as i go well you sure have a good great amount of women in this community Definitely. and the girl army that will support you and myself as well thank you so much started really my own business that. in 2017 so yeah you know i will lend any resources your way as you continue to figure out what you want to do i love that thank you so much yeah you're welcome you. and is this your first time at girl live it's my first time i'm so yeah, excited to be here yeah amazing. so have you made it have you met anybody yet or did you come with anyone i came by myself but i have Yay. some roommates that yeah. we met on the girl uh clothing Facebook page. Nice. And we have just been talking as it has come. And, you know, I was really kind of nervous about it all because you're four strangers. It's like mm-hmm. the real world, uh, Las Vegas weekend edition, you know, mm-hmm. could go one way or the other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I, we all just clicked instantly and it's just love really it. such a great positive environment. I just love, I'm already wanting to come back. Yeah. You know, I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you very much. And thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing. And we will, hey, those of you that are listening, this is what this is all about. We are talking about the real things that women face on Girl Talk. And we are discussing the tough stuff and also celebrating the courage that it takes to get through the tough stuff. Absolutely. Because, you know, you and I both know that there is somebody that's 10 steps behind where we are today. Right. And it literally would take a small amount of something that we could share with them that will help get them to where we are, that will help them on their journey. So this is what we're going to do. We're just going to keep talking about it. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Well, thanks again, Yvonne. And listen, if you guys are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you leave us a rating give us a comment contact us anything you'd like because you know we'd love to hear from you 
And if you're looking for more information on the girl community, we're going to put all those links in the show notes, as well as the book Atomic Habits, because I think it's the bomb. We will be back soon. This is Courtney Olson thanking you for joining us. If you want to keep up with us and join us some more, find us on our website at girl.com. That is G-R-R-R-L-G-R-R-R-L.com. You can find our newsletter on there to sign up for that and stay in the now. Or find us on our Instagram at girl underscore clothing. That's girl underscore clothing. And remember, you are enough.